Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, we're going to be building our Eagle Moss Hero Collector Ecto-1 subscription kits, uh, stages 18 through 20. And you know the drill. While we do that, we're going to be talking about the latest news, including Ghostbusters Afterlife's move into June of 2021. We'll be talking about Fortnite and Rocket League getting new skins. We'll be talking about Max Factory getting official licensed prop parts out there on the market. Reebok got some new sneakers. Sony's even got this spatial display that tracks your eye movements. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Uh, yeah, so we've, we've been trying to do the video version of this like 15,000 times, and we're finally doing it. So hi, everybody on video. Hi, everybody that's here on audio. Uh, the, uh, th- this is the CrossRip. You know the drill. We've been here. You're, you're listening. You're longtime listeners. We know it. Uh, we are going to be building our Eagle Moss uh, kits. We are on issue um, six, and we're going to be building stage 18, uh, the front chassis. Um, but before we dive into anything, uh, if you don't know the drill, Chris and I build our kits. We talk about the kits, but we also just talk about all the news that's happening in Ghostbusters. And we talk about things happening in our lives. And I want to start with that that beer. What are you drinking? What is What happened? Uh, Squamish, BC. So that's... It was a bit of a drive. It was about an hour up the road. Uh, he's making a Don't Cross the Streams West Coast IPA. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't cross they, the stream. Yeah. Everybody's got kind of their Ghostbusters themed beers for the Halloween season, it seems. Halloween um, season. Well, that it's increasing. I think the first one we saw was maybe what seven years ago, something like that. And then it seemed like one a year for a couple of years, and now it seems like there's four or five every year, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, it, I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. It just meant that this time, an actual brewery close to you know that I could get to. See, I got I got a pack of four. I just need to figure out: uh, can I mail beer down to the states to you? Uh, I do not think so. I think that there's a when you start mailing alcohol, it starts getting funky. It's to be a thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know uh, how long beer survives in a can. But <laughs> chalk it up as one more thing. Well, that ask. we gotta wait for. Um, gotta wait for me to uh, be able to travel down to see you. I now know. I got. Do right. No, that's actually okay. Good. I was going to say, uh, ask ask our buddy uh, uh, Dinosaur Dracula, who has a 30-year-old can of Ghostbusters pasta that he opened <laughs> up again. Uh, oh, did he open? I have one, too. And oh, God, it's so gross. I don't want it. Yeah. I'm... Actually, did I sell it off? If I haven't, I think it's on my list of get rid of it, because, oh, man, I can't imagine just holding up. <laughs> if I had bought, like, a clean can at some point that was, like, empty, sure, maybe it still hold on to it, but man, this one uh, is... So, so tell me more about the beer while you're opening up your package uh, here for Stage 18. Uh, uh, it uh, comes in a can and it tastes like beer. I don't know. What do you want me to say? 
It's it's I'm a, not, it's an IPA. Is it super hoppy? Is it got that like hoppy aftertaste? It's not super super hoppy, but okay. it is a little hoppy. It's not my fave. Um, what makes it crossing the streams? Do they have like some sort of citrus ecto coolery thing going, or? Uh, they put their regular logo in a no sign, <laughs> and then put some <laughs> proton streams on the label. <laughs> That's- that's they, thinking with your marketing noggin right there. Yeah, okay, so they say strong beer. Crossing <laughs> the streams is bad, very bad. So we brewed this West Coast IPA with Galaxy and Galaxy alone. That's code or something, I don't know. Uh, Galaxy probably t- being one of their hops uh, variants. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Didn't want to test it based on how this year is going. Cheers. <laughs> so basically I bought an untested, uh, unsampled beer. Some brewmaster somewhere is like, I don't know, it seemed all uh. right. Let's let's slap a Ghostbusters label on it. Somebody will buy it. <laughs> Cheers to that. You know, it's it's not exactly the worst business plan I've ever heard. Oh my God, this year's IPA is not so good. Slap Ghostbusters on it. It'll be gone in no time. No problem. Yeah. Well, I um, since I was making all that trip, I'm like, I'm not coming back with just four. Yeah. And I'm not gonna buy like more than four. Since I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna like it, I don't like IPAs. I'm uh, a beer kind of guy or yeah. a wheat beer kind of guy. My wife is the same way. She can't do the IPA. Uh, I'm, I'm not. A, I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with IPAs. I'm I'm not opposed to them. I can drink an IPA, and there's some nice IPAs. It's just and actually, I should say that for all the you know the darker the beers get, there's always a nice one out there somewhere that I'll enjoy. It's just generally the darker they are, not my faves. Uh, but they had one which was called uh, How about a can of Shut the Hell Up? <laughs> which is a lager, so I like that. And then they had another one, which was I forget what they called it. I'm guessing that was, that was like a Happy Gilmore reference. The maybe get you a nice was, can of shut the hell up. Yeah, uh, strawberry, a strawberry sour, which was not bad. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm finding uh, like I think that that's kind of the new craze. Everybody, you know, went through. Um, the uh, cider craze for a while, and now everybody's going through a, a sour phase, and I'm I'm there's I'm a, fine with term, that. I'm down with term, the sours. Do the sours are they part of that? What the hell? They're not a shandy, but there's another beer thing composite. I saw a lot of those. I can't remember the, the term for it right now. Um, I'm sure there's at least one or two listeners out there shouting their head shouting at it. Well, so it had, uh, a, had a had a word for it. I can't remember what it is, but anyway. so real quick, so uh, just to set up our Eagle Moss kit, stage 18, uh, the front chassis here. We're we're working on the front chassis part, um, adding on uh, to to our our uh, our awesome. This is the build that we have both in front of Chris and myself. Uh, what we have with the engine that we mounted on last uh, builds episode, um, and. It looks like this is going to be a, a pretty straightforward. So maybe we're going to get, yeah, we're going to get past stage eighteen and go on. I think 19, we're going to go but, to nineteen. Uh, um, shout out to Mr. Doug Fisher. You yes, my, uh, I, I was going to say you sent me a photo as soon as you got it. You've got the uh, your your I, your pill box. I, I don't know what else to call it. Box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, Space wise, it's a bit of an overkill. Uh, like each spot holds way more, than, but that's okay. I'll repurpose it later on for something else. But right now, okay. I peel the stickers off. Oh, I did. I don't think I have to peel too many more off now. Arranged them alphabetically by plastic and metal. <laughs> and uh, I ended up with enough I of these little baggies that I'm um, selling to the local meth dealer. So that's cool. Wow. You've got your own Breaking Bad starting here uh, <laughs> on the air. I listened to uh, G- uh, Giancarlo Esposito on... Whose podcast was he on? I was listening to it just this morning, too. Well, I'm sure he's got to be everywhere because of Mandalorian right now. Oh, he was on uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. He got on there. Uh, 
That guy is a ball of sunshine. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> and Seth even brought it up. It's like, for somebody who plays villains so often and so well. He is the nicest. I mean, I don't want to. This is this is uh, a humble bragging. But so I worked on the, the Maze Runner films, uh, Scorch Trials. And John Carl Esposito was one, one of the characters in that. And, and same thing. You see him in Breaking Bad and you expect him to show up. It's like... Uh, when you meet uh, Charles Dance for the first time and you're like, oh my God, you're going to be so intimidating, uh, uh, Terrell Lannister. I, I can't, but he's like the nicest dude. And same thing with Giancarlo Esposito. He showed up and was like, wanted to know everybody's names, shook everybody's hands. Uh, well, I, I take it back. He didn't shake our hands because he was, he's got a little bit of a cold when we were in uh, New Mexico. And he's like, I, I got a cold. I don't want to shake your hands. He was like, he was the super, he was so cool, so genuine and so nice. Um, but I guess all the good, all the good bad guys. Alan Rickman apparently was that kind of way too. Like everybody talks about Alan Rickman being one of the nicest dudes, but always played the heavy bad guy. Third um, uh, Vancouver Fan Expo that the um, <laughs> and the first year that Fan Expo uh, let the Ghostbusters British Columbia uh, help organize the, <laughs> the after party and then oh, okay. not tell them that they had organized their own separate aid uh, event sort of thing. Okay. Uh, after I left, I saw photos uh, from the rest of the, the, the guys who were hanging out there. Uh, Carlo was uh, a guest that year to the expo, and he wandered in off the street. He had hurt, gotten wind of the, the party <laughs> and wandered off to find it, which is funny because he was probably at the paid one, and that had a time slot, and when that time slot is over... I guess he just, it was probably just a bunch of people waiting for their 40 buck <laughs> opportunity to go shake a hand and get an autograph photo yeah. sort of thing, get their picture taken with him. He wandered off and found the other party and I guess he just stayed on for the night, which that happened That's with the funny. first party too. Um, Andy Circus was in town doing, uh, checking on effects stuff for the um, Planet of the Apes. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense because that was all done out of Vancouver too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he literally had no idea. He wasn't at Fan Expo. He was in town for work, but he was walking. The The party was on Granville, uh, the Granville Strip, <laughs> and he saw the party and wandered on in, homed in on Alex of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia, mm -hmm. proceeded to uh, basically get him drunk. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Again, I had left. As a uh, father wow. with obligations, I yeah. had left by that point, but they're like, sending me notes going, Alex is drunk. Andy and, Circus is Andy here. Andy Circus is responsible. Uh, well, hey, I, I don't want to get too far in without us talking about because the way that things worked, uh, your very excellent WGBI um, mixtape was last week, um, and how'd I that, how did that work out? It worked out wonderfully. I it's never remember so these good. things, except I remember your daughter, who is oh, way too adorable. Well, you you said uh, send me twelve seconds, uh, you know, just just saying hi, and I was like, okay, cool. And I couldn't get away. I, she is like tied <laughs> to me at my hip, uh, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and so I she, she had to be included. It just had to happen that way. Oh, she was the best part. <laughs> it would have been boring with just you now that I, I, I realized that it would have been. It's boring with just me. I I would rather I'll just have her co-host this podcast in my spot from this honest point to forward. God. Without telling you, I think I'm going to uh, sell the little clip of her saying "Happy Halloween, everybody," on uh, uh, online uh, sound sites. I'm going to make a killing. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! <laughs> yes, oh, just fantastic. Um, and actually, the best part is that you barely get two words out, and she's chastising you that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I really, want to do the it. Clip, yeah, the clip is golden. It's, uh, 
Um, but so, yeah, so, so that was last week um, and was, was wonderful. And we had that slotted in because we wanted that to be in celebration of Halloween last week. And, uh, and, and you, we got to get that out before you can, you can't have the Halloween mixtape after Halloween no. and the late no breaking such thing news as a Thanksgiving mixtape. No, no, you don't, you definitely don't want that. Um, so we decided uh, to air that. I did a, a single episode just to get the breaking news out there into the feed, but uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has moved officially mm. to June 11th, uh, 2021. Officially. And y- you and I had been, uh, we had been talking about that it was pretty much inevitable. We had been speculating that another move seemed like it was going to be possible. Um, and... I, I, I mentioned it in, in the episode that I sort of rambled through on my own, but not entirely unexpected. So all the people that were like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Um, I, I was not among those. I was like, oh, yep, that makes sense. I knew this was yep. coming um, t- t- totally. Um, June 11th, I didn't think was happening. That was all uh, Craig Goldberg of Yes Have Some. Uh, he put down a bet and was like, well, now that Jurassic World is not there, I bet that's where Ghostbusters goes. And I was like, ah, yeah, okay, maybe. Sure enough, that's what ended up happening. Um, I mean, there's a lot to discuss, but I think all of it boils down to, like I was thinking about this the other day, it's really just a matter of different pros and cons. Yeah. And they are... um, I'll see it like this. Oop, that one. Man. Um, So we were talking before, things were very uncertain, but March, they were going to do the out early... And just dominate because, you know, the world would be looking for stuff. Sure, sure. Now everything's been pushed back because nobody trusts March right now as we're all going back to... Lousy Smarch weather, yeah. We're not going back to the lobby. We're not going back (laughs) to the lobby. It's true. It's sad. I mean, we laugh, but it's just... We're nowhere near that. Especially with France and Germany now shutting down again for their next wave. It's just... You kind of look to them as to what's going to happen here. Yeah. uh, And we talked about this before that a lot of people were saying, you know, one of the things, one of the indicators was you want to know where things are going, you know, check what the big companies are doing. And, you know, places like Microsoft and Google were like, forget it. Nobody has to come back to work for like a year. Yeah. So that's places that they don't have the answer. They just went, this is, we don't have the precise answer, but this is going to take a while. So let's just. And and nobody has the answers. That's just kind of the point here is nobody knows. You know, so, we're, we're all waiting on bated breath for the release of a Ghostbusters movie where it's like, you know, there are other things right now that are going on and nobody has answers to those bigger things that make the, so, the delivery date and, and release date of a Ghostbusters movie completely contingent. Um, I know some people started immediately hollering, uh, release it video on demand. This is not the movie for that. Well, so, uh, and we've, we've talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, why... Because everybody, the, the, the devil's advocate is always, well, it made, t- like, Bill and Ted made uh, so much money that they were Bill surprised Ted, by it. Yeah, Trolls uh, made a lot more Trolls than made expected. so much money. Boom yeah. Land did pretty good. All that stuff. And it's like, yeah, but, like, for example, um, Trolls, kids movie, very different animal when it comes to home video stuff. Uh Mulan is on Disney's uh, own service. Right, so, so I mean, Disney's getting 100% of the whatever. Exactly. Um, uh, and Bill and Ted, God love it, is not a blockbuster movie. It's yeah. a cute little nostalgic, uh, you know, callback. And so they went out, and I think they probably did pretty good with that plan. But this is, goes like, Bill and Ted's done now. They're not making more Bill and Ted's. Yeah. This Ghostbusters wants to make more Ghostbusters. Um. Um, and I feel like that, 
that's kind of the argument that I always go back to is like, this is, this is a, a franchise restarter, a franchise fire starter to, uh, uh, run on the theme of last week's, uh, uh, WGBI. Uh, but it, it's like Ghostbusters afterlife. And, and we're all saying like, it's supposed to be a movie you see on the big screen. It's got the big screen experience and everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to see a movie on the big screen now for two years. So what does it matter? I want to see it now. Um, and, and I get that too, but like, <laughs> we've, we've waited 30 years for this movie. What's another six months? What's another yeah. eight months? What's another 12 months? What if they, well, and, and again, I'm setting us up. What if they push this movie again, which is, is totally possible. There's a good chance that yeah, it's not this impossible. movie moves again to fall of next year or even into 2022, depending on how things are going. That's a bit of a long shot. Uh, I think it's not impossible. I just don't think it's a, a, a a too serious a concern quite, quite yet. Um, yeah. But by the same token, the other thing to bear in mind too is like, so now going back to some of our early s- speculation, you make this movie and this movie is about setting up future movies, right? Yeah. Well, who are you setting up as the team? So Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon probably, but you know, they put Phoebe in a pack. They put her pal in some gear and all that. Like, there's every indication that they want to bring the kids in too. You put the movie out in 2019. When can you do the second movie? Because those kids are still going to be relatively <laughs> young. Except now, by the time this movie hits theaters, oh man, those kids are going to be a year uh, older at least. It's it's going to turn into Stranger Things, where we just watched Hubie Halloween and uh, what's his name Noah Sh- uh, Schnapp, uh, who was in uh, Stranger Things. Looks like a thirty-year-old dude now, <laughs> so, <laughs> which presents some problems for season four of Stranger Things because they're all going to look. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, I'm flipping through the magazine while we're talking here too, and just checking out what's. We got you're ahead of me. Is what you're saying? It's a very passive-aggressive way to let me know that you're ahead of me. Uh, well, it, it. I've become used to it in our working <laughs> relationship. But now you can actually see. Like, I can see what you're working on, uh, so it's okay. That's true, um, so it's handy that way. Yeah, there's some great um, personal photos of Peter and Elmer Bernstein together here. Um, so I like to think that all this does, pushing it back and all that, is it really solidifies the idea that if the interest in keeping making more movies is there and if the studio reaction is as positive as we've heard to this first one... Um, then yeah, I think, you know, another reason for this movie to come out in proper theaters and make a boatload of cash because yeah. then they want to get the, they want to get the movie train going on follow-ups and all that. And you're not going to do that if you put it out on, you put it out in video on demand, then Ghostbusters is over as a movie franchise for a while. Yeah. And, and I know now seeing what they're doing with um, No Time to Die, the next Bond film, there was, uh, and I don't know how it's resolved uh, because it's still kind of uh, evolving right now. But I saw that they were trying to sell it now to maybe Amazon Prime. Seeing seeing how the new Borat film did so well on Amazon yeah. Prime, I, I think they're trying to find alternate uh, places to to release the Bond film uh, because uh, traditionally thing, those are November yeah. films. Those always usually come out in the fall, and they don't want to wait till next fall. Um, no. So what what do you do? Um, the other thing to bear in mind too is that Ghostbusters is all Sony. Bond is not all Sony. Bond is like split like a pie now. I have no idea who gets all of Bond anymore. Which means then a there's a lot of people that get to have input on that matter. 
And B, it, Sony has less of a, like, they don't have a full stake to worry about, right? <laughs> Even if they're like, no, we don't want to, and six other parties go, yes, we do. And Sony's like, ugh, man, I'm not going to fight over my 20% cut of of this. I I mean, so the the good Ow, news is it's, it's not that much longer of a wait. We were waiting for March of next year, and now we're just waiting for June of next year. Yes, it's, yeah. it's a few months. Um, I'm going and, on a step two. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just getting stage 19 ready for when you're ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not that much longer. But we were going to wait for March anyway. So what's waiting until uh, June? Or I mean, it, it is kind of nice now because it puts it in this nice, neat bow where Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters Two, and now Ghostbusters Afterlife have all come out that release week in in June. Um, you know that. That's that's Ghostbusters spot. Now we're talking about No Time to Die wanting to fall into the uh, traditional November Thanksgiving uh, in the U.S. release date. Um, now Ghostbusters gets its June release date, just sort of uh, like it like its predecessors yep. do. So it's it's kind of yep. it is. There's a little bit of a symmetry there that works really well. Um, call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. Now. Chris, I believe everything happens for a reason. Yes. You you say this line, but it, it harkens back to that trailer that the the one and only trailer. If you don't count the the teaser that announced the film, um, everybody said, "Well, okay, f- fine, uh, move the movie to June. Just give me a trailer. Give me something. Give me some mm-hmm. sort of imagery to to help me get through this." Um, and. So far, as of when we're recording this, let's see, this is the 28th of October. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing is out there yet. Mm-hmm. Now, we could be recording an emergency podcast on October 31st. <laughs> I have no idea if a trailer is going to end up coming out on the 31st, but um, there's a strong possibility there will be something. Maybe it's one of those things that they were filming uh, on the Sony lot. Maybe it's something else. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's a trailer that they've had in their pocket for, for quite some time. Um but what does again moving the film? Uh, let's see, uh, March, April, May, June—three months. I had to do the math on my fingers. Now everybody can watch as I do finger math. Um, three three months. Does that move a trailer three months too? If they were planning to have a, a, a trailer come out in October, are we now probably looking at a like December Christmas uh, trailer release? Do you think? Whatever they were going to plan. Uh, in the, you know, the month or so leading up to the movie's original release. I think they're probably going to still sit on that. But we talked about this before. Now they have the problem of they got to show something. So is there stuff they can show us that isn't going to completely spoil the movie for us but still keep us kind of excited? Right. Which goes a long way to the argument of, you know, they're out there filming. Um... Because that way you don't have to, what can we cut out of what we have to solve this problem? You can just go, why don't we just film some new stuff? Let's give them a short film that maybe either ties into something or is some sort of like a teaser or... Um, ties into something or, yeah. you know, or or let's be honest here. Uh, there's, about, there's a lot of ways they could shoot some stuff, marry it into the footage they have and be kind of you know red herring with it i mean you know remember all the well all the stuff the avenger movies filmed because yeah, they didn't want to give any secrets away and all that yeah uh, cool. use some deleted scenes and put together some sort of like a clip or a scene or something that goes up online on on halloween that's like a 
I mean, we talked about a short film, but it could just be like a little sequence, uh, a little edited yep. together, something or other. Yeah, or somebody came up with a clever joke that really has fits in the scene, but not in the overall movie. Great, shoot it for the the you know a particular scene, add it in, and then it's just not in the final movie, and we'll all be super entertained by it. And Ugh. you sure we're gonna get to the next one? This was misleading. <laughs> These screws are hard. Uh, did I just throw a part away? Hold on. Oh no, it's right here. Jeez. Um, I think we're, yeah the 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 toughest part that I had on stage eighteen is once you've assembled that front chassis, they ask you to and I'm going to demonstrate because I actually have video here for those that are watching it. Uh, they ask you to flip it over and and put those pieces onto that backside, which I feel like maybe I should have assembled before I attach this to the actual chassis because you can't set it down on the engine block. You don't want to put any weight on you know. Oh, that's uh, a good point. It's it's very heavy now. It's starting to get super heavy. So if you put any weight on this, it's gonna pop it. Um, maybe so, I'll. Uh, so maybe I, I'll I put it on its side. I put it on the wheels. Right. And then, I think I'll, I'll try the other way. I'm gonna finish tapping these uh, these holes here, and then I'm gonna try what you suggest, and I'll put those other. I'll skip the step and put those pieces in first. Yeah, maybe that's the way to do it. Cause these these guys right here. By the way, I. I, I remember how proud I was that I went out and bought a proper set of micro screwdrivers here for this thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here wondering how much money I'd have to spend to get a, a pair of micro tappers for all the different screws they have. <laughs> just to, just to just, help ease things up a little bit. Oh, just the proper tool for tapping these holes. Um, well, yeah, take take your time. I mean, I think, I think if we get through 18 I and will. 19... We're in good shape. We do have tons of stuff to talk about, so also keep that in mind because we haven't talked about... Well, wait, wait, let's talk about it now. Uh, The video game side of things. This past week, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have a Fortnite DLC for Ghostbusters. Yep. I mean, not even DLC, I guess, skins and and things of that. And and we talked about there was a tease that there was the the Ecto-1 in a barn, so we kind of knew something was coming. Um, And then uh, Rocket League had all of their... um, gifts and and uh accessible yeah. uh, goodies uh that all went live this past Not week dlc so much as uh accessories these days uh, I guess. Downloadable, yeah downloadable content was usually kind of reserved for you know story arc add-ons yeah, and stuff add-on like that. levels and things like that this yeah. is fortnite doesn't really operate in that way but you can buy yourself uh uniforms ghostbusters uniforms Get yourself a proton pack. Get yourself a. Uh, and there's like a, a a Ghostbusters sledgehammer emotes, uh, right? Like you can do some. You can do like the the Kevin dance or something like that. I think I saw. Or oh god, if the uh, the Ray Parker Jr. video finger point dances and then the uh, <laughs> opportunity one hundred percent lost. I haven't checked into that yet. Uh, so so this is where I one hundred percent sound like the old man uh, yelling at people to get off sure. their lawn. I tried Fortnite and I couldn't get into it. I tried it when it first don't. started to really get uh, super, don't, you know, hot. And Fortnite is the ultimate expression of young person uh, Twitch speed uh, benefits. <laughs> it's just, it's just a move real fast shooter. Like I'm a Battlefield 19, a Battlefield guy where I can do a lot of stop, assess, 
Yeah, let me let me shoot the battleground. I feel like that's why I like squadrons is because I get to sort of uh, there's some sort of strategy and I can strategize. All right, I'm going to sort of lead you into this corner, or I'm going to fly on the other side of this wreckage, and then I'm going to catch you on the other side, and you're right there in my my uh, crosshairs. Fortnite, it was just like, wait, I gotta, I gotta build stuff while I'm trying to shoot you, and while I'm yeah. building the thing, you shoot me, and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I, I know that it's this a is fun, a big it's deal. It's a fun game. I, yeah. There's no, no disparaging the design. It is very good. It is very popular. Uh, it is not for everybody. It is very much uh, beloved by kid circles that I'm aware of, and the twenty-something YouTubers that they worship who are going to. Um, <laughs> fade like the rest of us uh, feel their powers weaken this is true as young people will come up behind them I kind uh, of, but anyways. And, and it's going to get me so, so much hate but I kind of equate Fortnite to Minecraft where it's just like I'm not I, I know that I'm not the demo for it I know that I shouldn't be into it and I'm yes. accepting of that um, I don't know if I'd honestly say that I mean Minecraft is kind of fun too in its own way uh, the, 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 some of the stuff that's grown out of it uh, of Minecraft is not ne- desperately you know, not our thing, but um, again, you can't fault it. It made uh, what's his name Mojang a, a bazillion dollars. So uh, and and, and yeah, and due. same thing with Fortnite. You know, they have action figures and and merchandise and all sorts of crazy Very stuff. Very expensive that, action figures, by the way. Aye, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so if if you're into the the Fortnites, if you're into the Rocket League, I know more people are probably into the Rocket League. That listen to the show. Um, I, I yeah, know so that... quick, a quick breakdown, uh, just because people, if they're not aware of it. So Fortnite, uh, it's a shooter. You run around, try to be the last person standing. Uh, they've gotten costumes, Ghostbusters costumes, Ghostbusters weapon gear, uh, a Ecto style glider. Cause that's one of the things you, you know, you jump out of the, above the battlefield in the sky at and the beginning of way. the round. Yeah. Yeah. So people have, you know, their kites and parachutes and gliders and this the Ecto is the, the glider you can get is kind of uh, Ecto styled and then hidden away in one of the maps in a barn a la afterlife mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the old Ecto. And, uh, if you bash away at it, um, it'll make the Ecto siren noises until it, you know, breaks up into, um, Resources, which the game uses. That's what you uh, use to build stuff. Rocket League is soccer with cars. That's basically it. That's I, the pitch. Yeah, when, when they did the <laughs> Ecto-1, I don't know, that was like three or four months ago, five months ago, six months ago, two years ago. I, uh, again, years time, ago, I, I don't understand anymore. But um, it it uh, it was awesome. Like Everybody was using the Ecto-1 as their, uh, their skinned car and... Um, I think that they sort of latched onto that and knew that it was it was a, a big hit. So uh, yep. just so in they time for Halloween, it, they brought it back. They brought in a couple more styled car, like slime styled cars. Um, if you score a goal, uh, you can buy. Uh, they all have explosion like firework effects, and you can get one that's the Stay Puft. Uh, that's cool. Stuff like that, um, and yeah, this is very typical of uh, Sony's co-branding model that they'd like to do with Ghostbusters is, you know, find a game that people enjoy and then, you know, work with them to produce some Ghostbusters themed content for it. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's kind of tough for you and I to keep up with all of these because they always do like the 
uh, Left for Dead 2 was one and you know all of these games that end up having some sort of like a Ghostbuster skin uh, to it and um, but it's it's cool I mean like you said this is kind of Sony's this is one way to gain awareness uh, for Ghostbusters as a property yep. especially with Fortnite it, it was a big deal for all of the Fortnite crowd that there was new uh, you know skins and material and things that you could be getting uh, for your characters and it's a very good plan yeah. because it, it wasn't on our agenda but I always like uh, bringing her uh, channel up um Ashley Burton, one of many uh, millennial YouTubers that does movie react stuff. Um, she did go. She's been doing a Halloween series Mondays and Wednesdays. Maybe this Fridays. is the girl. This is the girl that did um, Close Encounters, the one that you were talking about. They yeah. did that. Yeah. Well, she. I didn't realize it, uh, but she. She's been doing funny, scary on Wednesdays and slashery scary on Mondays and she did Ghostbusters and um, uh, she loved it but her whole series is built around the fact that oh, I was totally going to do that thing you suggested and then I didn't do that thing you suggested <laughs> this this is a very um, this is a very trying test in multitasking where we're trying to talk about stuff while we're videoing while we're building things uh, whose idea was this I don't know this this is why okay. it kind of failed the last time was uh, and we were trying to troubleshoot technical issues at the exact same time yeah, I gotta, it didn't really go that well um, I got a crappy Tupperware bot uh, container here that's been holding on to junk I'm gonna see if maybe I can use it as a yeah uh, yeah I mean I, I propped I've got a little easel here that I, I propped it oh. up against um that's kind of helping, I guess. Uh, anyways, the point uh, point being about Ashley is that um, uh, I mean she's twenty six and she falls squarely into the category of, of people that I'm aghast when they say they haven't seen X. Like we just assume people have. It's hard to. How do I put this? So she's twenty six. So let's say what years is twenty? So what is that? Ninety. She was born. So let's say she hits fun movie age at about fun movie so, age. <laughs> I like that. Well, the teenage <laughs> age, I guess, is yeah. when you start looking for movies on your own. So two thousand and four to two thousand and ten-ish. Is that right? Maybe. So yeah. So think about that. If you if you're born, you get to twenty ten. And you're like, whatever that is, 15, and you're, yeah. somebody says, hey, see this movie from 1984. Well, what was it at that point? That was 10, 25 years. Yeah. So when I, in 84, when I saw Ghostbusters, 25 years prior, 24 years, the 1960s. 60s. Yeah, movies from the 50s, 60s. Hey, kid, watch, um, you know, Our Man Flint or whatever, and I would have yeah. been like, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, it is, when you when you put things in perspective like that, it is really like I, I I'm sitting listening to '80s music with my daughter, and I'm realizing that it it is you know in terms of of time, the same amount of time as when I was listening to oldies with my parents uh, in the '80s. You know that yeah. that same sort of '50s and '60s. I'm now listening to the move you know music from the '80s, actually longer. God, it's even longer than that too. That's mm -hmm. that's the disturbing. T I'm old. We're old. Why are we doing this? <laughs> this is just going to depress me, and I'm all out of my old-fashioned. Um, uh, 
So yeah, I mean it. It is. It's introducing Ghostbusters. I mean, I, the good news with Ghostbusters is that there is always awareness. You know, anybody, especially now during the the COVID age, where we have, you know, uh, people going around with um, uh, the the disinfectant packs uh, with the, the spray guns, and they're in there disinfecting chairs and tables and all sorts of things. I check social media. Everybody's always making Ghostbusters uh, comments yeah. and and jokes on that. So Somebody Ghostbusters a- is in the zeitgeist. Constantly, it is totally Constantly. evergreen. There's there's protests going on in Belarus, and somebody sent a video that the, I guess the premier or president or prime minister, I don't know who the leader of Belarus is, but the guy they're trying to get stepped down. Somebody made a a a, a no him logo, right? Like yeah, um, uh, and that that existed before Ghostbusters, I'm sure, but Ghostbusters turned it into a thing that is now 100 percent everywhere. Um. So uh, again, it's it's giving it's giving that awareness, and it's actually really great because this was not sort of in the cards because it just now happened at Halloween. Yeah. Uh, this was not going to happen in advance of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now it's happening a good six months, eight months out from the the release of of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is great it might, because it might work to their advantage. Yeah, and and so you've got Halloween better uh, work to their advantage. Yeah, a, a, a young audience getting into and and oh, the other part of this that we need to talk about is that the Epic Games uh, store put Ghostbusters the video game up for free. Um, yes. So it's also introducing people to Ghostbusters the video game that didn't play it. Bolt now with two releases, uh, when it first released and now when they did the remastered release, here it is now available for free through the Epic Store and mm-hmm. um, temporarily, I've, not for de- not temporarily. For... I think as a tie-in for for Fortnite, um, because they they wanted to make sure that Ghostbusters was also available as as a game that way. Um, so it's it's really opening a whole lot of doors here for people that are maybe not familiar with all of the Ghostbusters things. That if you're listening to a Ghostbusters podcast, you probably are well yes. aware exist you've already played through the the story modes multiple times things like that um so um so yeah so that's that's super cool and um, i thought it was going to be the thing that got me into fortnite and unfortunately it's not sorry <laughs> i'm really sorry i downloaded fortnite again on my switch and i was totally gonna and it just it didn't work um so uh now rocket league i'm definitely gonna get that stuff. rocket league do, that yeah i'm, I'm more I do into play that, that from yeah. time to time um, and that one actually recently changed to a free to play game, meaning they're banking on making all their money off of you buying things like all the Ghostbusters, the, the Ghostbusters stuff. So yeah. Not yeah. just Ghostbusters, but as an example, all the other cool add ons they have. Um, so what do you want to talk about next? We, uh, Max Factory, that's a fun thing. Uh, we also need to talk about that Sony spatial awareness, uh, monitor. Um, yes. You put. Pay- well, let's talk about Max. Let's talk about Max Factory because I see you're almost done with that stage. And then yep. I'm not, uh, spoiler alert: um, stage 19 is like the easiest stage you're ever gonna do. So I'm just gonna Good, hang and my talk. My hands are so cramped right now. Oh no! Oh no! Well, tapping um, all those little metal screws gets to you after a while. It really, it's does. true, and and it's all such a micro movement thing. Um, but so anyway, right. so oh, uh, hang on. Oh, oh, adding. HM, I'd had no extra H's. There we go. Now maybe, I have. Maybe that's why I'm always so H. far ahead of you because I, I take the little baggie with the extra thing and I just toss it onto my little desk that's over here that's Might off be. camera. Might be. I'm not like sorting these like HM goes there and I, I, I'm not that organized. I usually am oh that organized, but. Is it literally just a, a single uh, underplate? 
it is, is, isn't it? So yeah, so it's it's this underplate, and then you're just adding in these two um, uh, hooks. Uh, what do they call them? Sorry, there are Brackets. names to them. Oil pipe are, covers. We got the oil oh pipe boy. covers because we're gonna end up threading the the pipes through here in the next stage. Um, so yeah, super easy. Oh, different book. Um, so Mac, Max Factory um, is new to me, but I, I understand that uh, the owner proprietor is somebody who's been in the community a long time. So that's good news. Um, but kind of following in the footsteps of uh, a Novos, a Chronicle, um, Hollywood Collectibles, uh, people trying to get prop, like one-to-one prop replicas into the hands of fans around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so Max Factory is uh, now, as far as I know, because I, th- I don't think a Novos is able to do this anymore, the only official source for you to pick up um, prop a prop kit for a proton pack. They've got the, the, the shell and it looks like the thrower. They're going to have their own kit. Uh, everything has been, uh, stamped by the seal of, of, uh, ghost Corps approval. And so you're getting an official, uh, licensed version of, of the, the merchandise as, as you, uh, you purchase it. So it's very cool. It looks to me like it's very streamlined, uh, based upon the, the little solicit that we saw uh, as we record this, that all we've seen is a little bit of imagery for it, but, um, it looks to me like they're kind of going the, the Ikea route. Sorry guys. And I, I know that oversimplifies things, but that's what it looks like to me is, is it's just very easy and very simple. Like here's how you can, um, can assemble your proton pack. It's, and not, your it's not assembling every bits and piece. They've, you're uh, getting chunks that you're getting chunks and you're getting things that are pre-prepped for you. Like the, the shell that they have up on their, um, their Instagram looks to me like it is sanded and it is primed. And it's like you're a lot of the, the hard kind of like grunt work that needs to be done prior to, uh, actually like assembling things and painting things and weathering things like that's already been done for you. All of that sort of like prep work has been done. So, Mm -hmm. uh, very exciting Uh, in terms of price point. I don't know that we've seen that yet. I went to their website, uh, just before we recorded and I didn't see, that info, but it, it, it literally was just announced today as we're, we're recording this. So, um, we'll try to get some more info for, for everybody out there. And yeah, it's, well, I mean, every other business model has been approached from sell you, uh, an expensive premium, you know, fully made pack to selling you licensed, but you know, stripped down plasticky kind of, you know, yeah. Like the spirit pack versions and stuff like uh, that. The mass produced uh, versions of things. Yeah. The last yeah. piece of the puzzle was an official version of what's been happening all along, which is um, selling you parts. Um, well, and, and we should clarify too this is, this is now the officially licensed version, but this is not, to my understanding, uh, this is, I mean, this is just me speculating on things, but this is not stopping anybody else from selling no. their parts. Like if you go into GB fans and you go into the for sale section, all of that is still going to be valid. It's, Even GB fans shop is yep. still there. So it, and it gives Max, you options. Yeah. It gives you more options. It's just more options and yeah. more price options too, is what it comes down to. I mean the, the gold standard and the price point standard will still always be buying every bit and Bob trying to buy the official 
uh, gigas that have to be sourced yeah, uh, and are becoming rarer uh, and rarer. Sculpting your own uh, your own shell uh, from from the measurements and and things that have been yeah. taken, because there is a whole lot of like handcrafted quality to proton packs. Uh, yeah. If once they start being very symmetrical and once they start feeling very mass produced, they don't feel right. <laughs> and I'm, that's just because. There is such a, a, a sort of slapdash, um, cludged together uh, feel to these proton packs that that's what makes them charming and that's what makes them feel great. And that's why everybody's yeah. weathering is different. That's why everybody, some people do the hammered uh, spray paint, some people don't. Some people like a nice, uh, smooth, shiny, non-weathered uh, proton pack because they want it to feel brand new. Some people want theirs beat up and dusty as hell. Um, so it, it, your mileage may vary. Whatever you prefer... It's sort of that's kind of what now Max Factory is also giving you as well. If if you look at the the shell for Max Factory and you compare that to the one that's available on GB fans, and maybe there's a price difference, maybe there's a style difference, maybe there's um, uh, you know some little nuance in one shell is different than the other one. Uh, maybe one was molded off of like that Spangler superhero pack that's been in the Sony archives for quite some time, and I think that's what a Novos is was. Um, so it's 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 giving people options and it's giving people official options, which I think is kind of a big deal. Yep. Um, that it's now been acknowledged officially by somewhere, some, somebody somewhere, probably Eric at Ghost Core. Let's not lie. <laughs> um, that that there are fans that want to be able to purchase these things, uh, and they have uh, blessed uh, officially one license uh, to do this. I, and maybe they're going to start handing out more official licenses. Maybe GB fans is officially licensed. Maybe not. I hope they're not going to shut all these places down. I don't think they will because no. there's no competition there. But maybe people will look at Max Factories and say, um, wow, that's that's the that's the easy button for me to just push. And I get a shell. I get a motherboard. I get a, uh, an Alice pack. Let's, um, let's be honest here. Yeah. The, the only thing they could really crack down on is calling it Ghostbusters anything. So if you go to GB fans and they say ribbon cable, uh, it's not like Sony can say, yeah, stop selling that ribbon cable. ribbon cable. You have to cease and desist. Um, so people who still want to make using, you know, different, differently sourced materials. I mean, really the only thing that Sony can crack down on is identifiable chunks of any given piece of equipment. If not, the whole piece of equipment, right? So, yeah. I think here. Yeah, when you think about it, things like the, we saw in the picture that when they made their announcement, they, it looks like they're um, probably aluminum milling um, the thrower uh, handle, like bodies. Which is the way to do it. I mean, the, the resin, the yeah, it's, yeah, it's just too unwieldy it's now. Absolutely and too the heavy. way to do it. Yeah. That thing is, it's enough that you could give somebody the official. I think, to be honest, what we're seeing is is that Sony's given the official license, and it's the official license to use the name. Really, is what True. it comes down to. And it looks um, like it looks like they're going to put the Ghostbusters logo on stuff. So that's a big part of it too. Is yes. you've got to make sure that you've got the the blessing of. Uh, They'll have the stamp, you know, yeah. or Sony pictures, whatever. Um, um, but that's not going to stop anybody else from. No, I mean it can't. There's no. There's no uh, no uh, laws that say you can't you know <laughs> make your own private 
uh, proton pack, however you, the heck you want to make it. And 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 something tells me that that Sony has no interest in. No. Um, it, it, I, so sh- a shout out to Ecto Labs, who I got my Cath Max uh, GB1 style. I, his names are fantastic, the Cath Max. Uh, but but the leg hose uh, for my uniform. Um, uh, so he's selling them up on on GB fans. I think he's got a waiting list going right now for them. Um, I, Let's put I it this don't. Way. I don't see Sony Pictures officially licensing a Cath Max hose. Uh, the the things that the that fans will want to have. You know, there's like, okay, guys, you want to do a leg hose? Fine, just uh, it's whatever. Why would Sony open new ve- avenues to more fans? Uh, being you know accessible to making and wearing their own proton packs, and then cut that down number down. You know what I mean by <laughs> yeah. by shutting down all the fan stuff. Uh, to be honest, the fan stuff that proved proved the model, right? Like yeah, yeah, that that it's something that's viable and and people are actually looking for. So no, I don't I don't think it's I think I think this is one of those situations where um, yeah, it's not it's not a competition, um, and the field is still wide open. And this is just going to, for people who are like, the Spirit Pack is too small, the Innovo Pack is too expensive, plus I kind of want to build my own, but I don't have the time and money to build all the little bits and bobs, they now have the option to go, like, so for example, I have, like, there's probably some guy out there, there's at least one guy out there who's had, he found an Alice frame, he's been sitting on it for eight years, promising himself that this was the year he was going to turn into a proton pack. This is the year I'm going to build a pack. Yeah. And now he has the option, you know, he's like, oh, cool. You know what? All I have to do now is go buy the resident, you know, the fiberglass shell from so-and-so because I really like the shells that I've seen from them. And then I'm going to go to Max and I'm going to buy all the bits and pieces to yeah. jam them all together. So um, so how are you feel? Where are you at? On, are you done with stage 19? I'm mostly fascinated that the camera thinks my... Um, my second camera is an extra dimensional visitor that it keeps. <laughs> I just I gotta, now noticed I gotta, that. Yeah, I got to work on that. Your B camera has been in the shot this whole time. Uh, we're but, working the out worst, the kinks. And the worst of it is, is done right. When it actually stays, it acts as a mirror, a second angle in the, anyways. Uh, yeah, maybe you just say, just play it off like you did that on purpose so that we could see. I absolutely did that on purpose. Angle. I'm um, not a yeah, so this. we have to talk about Reebok. We have to talk about the the Sony yes. um, screen. Should we do stage twenty? I'm looking at it, and it's another big part of the chassis. So I feel like we can probably do. Yes. All oh right. boy. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um, so let me grab twenty. I've got it. Not only yeah. that, it Four. marries into the yeah. The, let's close it all up. Forget it. We're done for the night. <laughs> no, here we go. We'll do it live. Holy moly! Do it live. Giant size. Okay. Um, so let's talk, uh, let's talk Reebok while we do stage 20. I um, love them. I can't wear either of them. I, well, I don't think any of them are wearable. Somebody pointed that out, like the, 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 uh, the bug stompers, whatever the bug stomper versions, the proton packs, uh, are called. They have like the <laughs> hoses and stuff hanging out of the back and it's like, you wear that once and it's going to get uh, ripped off or fall off or like, yeah. Um, I, no, I feel like... Said- People the, collect shoes or sneakers, right? so. and pe- people put them out on display. Like they're not sneakers that you wear; you're putting them on like a, a cool shoe rack display. But oh my god, have you seen how many little screws there are? <laughs> there what are have a you lot done of to screws. us. Well, I think uh, we got this. I, I, I honestly, this. you know, hundred bucks is not the worst price I've ever heard for the classic leathers. 
And I could see myself wearing those. Uh, the but classic leathers look more like a shoe that is, is wearable, as opposed to the, the bug stompers or ghost stompers, which are more of a display piece, I, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, so so uh, to all of the people out there who have purchased them, because they've already been up for sale and they've already started shipping them, so people have them in hand, and they look really good, especially the classic leather ones. Um, the shoes themselves are fantastic. The boxes that they come in are fantastic. And then somebody pointed out that if you look really closely at the wrapping paper uh, that the, the shoes come in, it's the map that uh, Paul Rudd's character holds up in the trailer oh. for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So that like seismal, seismographic uh, survey of uh, you know the whatever the earthquakes are happening. Um, that this has hoses. Yeah. This has hoses, Troy. You've ruined my evening. I'm gonna go get another drink, guys. Hold that thought. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I still, I still um, feel good about this. Uh, yeah, I, actually, now that you mentioned, I've seen people's photos of the map. So that is extremely cool. Yeah, so it, uh, very cool that the, those little attention. I mean, again, these are probably things that were scheduled to be released with Afterlife in theaters or just about to be in theaters or already having been in theaters. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's cool that those little hints and those little winks and nods are still actually being released uh, because these Reebok shoes we probably may not have seen until... Did you notice this? Summer of next year. Notice what? How do I... Here we are. Oh. where a speaker goes. Oh. Enough. Well, is there? There's not a. There's a light and sound kit. I think that you can get for this, right? Uh, you... Probably, yeah. I say that because honestly, right now, I, I don't know. <laughs> I seem to recall that yes, it was something you Connecting could get. Connecting the oil pipes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so anyway, so this this middle chassis we're just going to attach to that it's top piece that we're just working on. Satisfying noise. The, I mean, yeah, these these are these are no joke. Like these are heavy duty die cast metal. I'm not, I'm not gonna lick it. No. Um over. Okay. Oh wow. So it goes oh, like this a gonna work? this and that goes on top. How's this gonna work? How's this All gonna right. work? Get over there, engine. Get out of my way. Um so the other stuff that was released with Reebok was uh, some clothing, which... Oh, I see. Okay. Sorry. I had to stop talking in order to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, needed whole brain. Needed whole brain to figure out how to put screws into metal piece. Um, Clothing-wise, uh, some shirts, it's it's very similar to the Element uh, skateboard line in the sense that they've got like just Ghostbusters logo shirts that they're releasing. Yeah. Um, and you know, so, some cool stuff, uh, but they're also releasing these like Reebok jumpsuits that kind of look like the flight suits, but also kind of look like I'm not cool enough to wear that jumpsuit. Um, yeah. I think my, my reaction to somebody was like, I wish I was, I was cool enough to wear that. I don't think I can pull that off. That's one of those where it's like, if I wore that in public, people would either think that I'm uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis' character and what's up with that? You know how he always wears like that red track suit? <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, like I, I'm like I'm a like I'm a cool like backup dancer. Right. Um, or they kind of just look like union suit pajamas to me. Like I'm, I'm just not cool enough to do it, I don't think. You've, you've reminded me of a Matt Bronger uh, 
bit in one of his stand-up albums. Shuffle Fighter or Big Dumb Animal? I think it's Big Dumb Animal. But he's got a bit where he talks about he's getting old, but he's a... Uh, uh, <laughs> He's a sucker to the uh, the opinion of of, of young people. <laughs> he talked about how he went into a he was killing time, went into a skate shop, and he's looking at some you know big chunky watches. And he looked over at the young kid behind the counter and said, "Don't know if I can pull those off." And the kid's like, "You pull pull off whatever the hell you want." You're right, I can. Paid him, walked out of the store. We're friends now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what that's true. I don't know if I can pull this off. You can pull off whatever you, you want. You can pull off whatever you You're want. You're right. I, you bet I can. I mean, that the, the element stuff, like, that makes me feel like, because a lot, of, a lot of stuff that is branded for Ghostbusters, a lot of stuff that is branded toward just kind of pop culture nerd fandom stuff yeah. in general is usually kind of ugly. Um, you know, you go into Walmart and they have a bunch of cool, like, uh, shirts all over the place. Uh, but usually the Ghostbuster stuff, it's like that one shirt of like the bulked up Moogly, you know, these like been uh, working out. And I'm like, wow, what is, I don't get that. Why am I well, aware of that? It's um, hit or miss. I mean, it, basically those things are made so cheap. They just make enough to sell to whoever's interested in wearing one. It, it doesn't have to be that specific. Yeah. Like there's uh, been, they made a sequin one, one of those reversible sequined. No oh, ghost logo yeah, shirts. Yeah, yeah. Those were cool. Um, um, some straight up glow in the dark logo ones I've bought for Thomas at Walmart. And I'm going to interject briefly here since only because you brought it up. Um, when, uh, Ryan, Mr. Fabulous Dole and I went to get the Wait, beer last weekend. Wait, do we have weekend. to call him Mr. Fabulous now? Is that a thing? No. Okay. It's a, it's a promise I made to his mother when he died. Because <laughs> at one oh, point we had, to call him, we had to call him Relevant. And now, now he's Mr. <laughs> Fabulous. Like, if, is he in the Blues Brothers? Do we have to go seek him out? Uh, but okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, no, you don't have to, Mr. Fabulous. Mr. Fabulous. He. Um, we stopped at a couple of WalMarts because he's, of course, he's hanging out with me. But you know, he's thinking about the Yes Have Some crew <laughs> and their toy therapy. Um, uh, people watching or listening to this podcast right now, you're all thinking about yes, have some anyway. It's, it's fine. We understand where we fit in the priorities. I listen. I listen to the cross rip, but I'm really thinking about yes, have some. I'm really thinking about yeah. That's um, some. We, so we stopped because he was looking for some stuff. Sad uh, I don't true. know, turtles or a transformer or something. I have no idea, but yeah. Um, uh, he spotted it first in the kids section. They had a whole bunch of. It was very strange because they were kid sizes only uh, masks, and some were animals and all that, and then some were, for example, Animal House. And I'm like, what seven year old needs an Animal House mask? For kids, like yeah. like face masks. Face masks, as in cover your mouth when you cough. Uh, COVID masks. Uh, Animal House, but they had Ghostbusters, so I got Thomas a Ghostbusters one. I, I, I mean, Ghostbusters makes sense, even though Ghostbusters, yeah, but, but Animal House, that's. Uh, and then in looking for you know shirts and stuff for Thomas, I uh, thermal underwear, um, <laughs> emblazoned with the No Ghost logo, just like Ray surely would have worn coming out of the sewers in Ghostbusters too. If uh, only if it would have been it. available to him. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, eight buck thermal underwear for your kid with no ghost logos all over it. Hell oh, that's yeah. That's cool. 
Like kids, kids get all the cool stuff. That's and 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 even going back to to the original point of like the adult stuff kind of being ugly and gaudy. Kids always get the stuff that looks cooler, and I get it. The yeah. kids are cooler, um, but so uh, the, the point being that the element skate sk- stuff has made me feel like oh, I can get something that has the Ghostbusters logo on it that looks cool and looks stylish, and Reebok has kind of that same yeah. sense. Like the the Reebok stuff that's coming out. It's either you know it like when uh, Nas had his clothing line. Um, yeah. it, it's it, it's like oh it's Ghostbusters, but it's like a new era cap and it looks really cool. And I I'm gonna tell you right now that new era cap did not survive. It didn't. No. Really. Yeah, the brim of that cap. Like I, uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're not supposed to wear it. And I was like, what was the point of getting it then? If I can't wear um, it. <laughs> And I, you know, I was very careful. I, I did not wash it. Um, more often than oh, not, yeah, what yeah. I you did don't is wash I, the hats. Yeah. I sprayed um, uh, alcohol on it and all that sort of thing. It did reach a point, though, like I'm wearing it and it's summertime and all that. I, and I put it in one of those hat protectors. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Put it on a gentle uh, cycle. And uh, yeah, the cardboard in it just disintegrated. Disintegrated. Yeah. Which is okay because uh, the patch, however, it was easy enough to pull off and transplant oh, to another hat. So you, basically, you had the you had the the black on black, black like on that black. one, right? Yeah. So that um, black uh, patch is going to uh, live on on new black hats. It's going to outlive several black hats, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see when when Afterlife does come out. You know, the hats and things like that, like. Hopefully those those will come back around. But um, so yeah, check check the Reebok stuff out. I mean, again, the classic leathers. I think if I was gonna buy the shoes, I would purchase those. I have a pair yeah. of the Nookie um, Spangler shoes, um, so I, it's it's kind of very similar to that. And I felt like, well, I already have ones that are very similar to that, so I'm not gonna do that. But um, but yeah, check check them out. And I think they are still available. At least the classic leather ones are. I don't think that the the Ghost Stomper ones are available anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, cool, like, uh, Star Wars has a bunch of uh, the child um, Adidas sneakers right now. And I, I looked at those, and I'm like, I want those. I, I never leave the house anymore, so what the hell do I need another pair of sneakers for to wear? But I want those. Um, so I, mm. I, I'm not getting those. But uh, So speaking of things that I want and will probably not get or need, uh, Chris... This mm-hmm. spatial monitor that Sony was uh, selling. Um, uh, I hereby declare the spatial monitor as wonderful and beautiful, but unless technology industries can figure out how they can best use it, um, I don't think it's going to take over well, homes too quickly. There is always, like when you go to CES, there's always like a somebody trying to do a hologram uh, without needing glasses, like a 3D object or an image or something that that is there and tangible and you feel like you could reach out and touch it um without putting on a pair of 3d glasses and it's always like you know you go to ces and the display is like an apple and there's there's an apple floating uh, out in front of you and you're like oh that's so cool what am i going to use this for like okay so it's it's an apple can it move um is there going to be some sort of like are you going to tell a story with it it's it's almost like with ar like people are still trying to figure out how to best utilize it for storytelling. Um, 
But so this this monitor, if you haven't seen it, and the only reason we bring it up is because A, it's Sony, um, so uh, we're shills and we have to because we're corporate sponsored, and no, we're not, guys. That's how rumors get started. I know. Um, no, we're bringing it up because they used Ghostbusters Afterlife assets uh, to demonstrate this, um, and we're not entirely sure what because they don't show it in the like teaser video, but um, they have been using... Like, uh, if you remember, I don't know, probably about a half a year ago, a year ago, they were uh, demonstrating the same technology they're using for The Mandalorian, this, like, 3D um, virtual set where the camera is being tracked and the background behind it is moving as the camera moves around. So you get that parallax effect, making it look like you're on a location, but instead it's, like, LCD screens behind you. Um, and they, they used Ghostbusters assets for that. They used the Ectomobile and they used uh, the Firehouse. Um, so for this purpose, it is a monitor, uh, that you look at just like any TV screen. Um, but it has a camera on it that also has sort of the facial recognition, um, LIDAR sensing, uh, uh, technology. So it's tracking where your eyes are, what your line of sight is, and exactly what the distortion, what the parallax effect would be, um, from your point of view. So you're looking at the screen and when you kind of turn to the right, you're seeing a little bit to the side. Or if you move in and you kind of look to the right of, of an object, uh, you're seeing the right of the object. Again, using the Apple example, it's like there's an object floating in space in front of you and you move around that object kind of like in virtual reality. But the object is stationary. So, so the guy that they interview, he's talking about prototyping watches. And he says, when I'm looking at watches, I move uh, my eyes so that I see how the light hits it here and I see how the light hits it there. Um, he's saying that this is a great way for him to 3D render something or ZBrush something and then put it into this space. And then he can kind of look around it with his real eyes and see how it, react, how it reacts to the eye. Um, what does that mean for storytelling? What does that mean for movies? What does that mean for watching TV? What does that mean for anything outside of uh, putting together a $3 million watch that you're prototyping in, in 3d space. And, and the guy is, is designing there or Johnny Ive is looking at the new uh, iPhone. I don't know. I think that's basically what this is for is for designers. It's sort of like yeah. the new Cintiq tablet where uh, you just have that right there and you don't actually, you don't have to manufacture something. You have the, the 3d object in front of you. Um, but it's cool. It's it's that type of technology that I look at that I'm like, oh my God, that is the coolest thing. And it could lead to other things. It could lead to, you know, your phone having some sort of a 3D display like, you know, science fiction where you can actually look around a, a photo of your mom or a photo of your kids or, or things like that. You can have like a an actual tangible 3D holographic model of, of somebody. But I don't know. I mean, uh, gaming, Chris, maybe there's maybe there's applications for gaming in there, right? Possibly. Not really. Not really. I mean, yeah. I mean, the obvious is, is that application for gaming is that gives you a sense of 3D without needing the VR setup. But man, it's the the gaming VR world is still, you know, hasn't hit its full stride yet. Right? I still, yeah. They're still trying to get people to buy six hundred dollar VR uh, setups to. Um, and and the e, the the VR mm. sets I almost said EM because I'm picking up an EM screw and I'm saying VR. It's like the brain is not functioning for the words. Um, but the VR headsets 
the Oculus, it's just this big unwieldy thing. When you go to the void, like you're putting on the giant pack and the the um, vest and the giant goggles, like VR is such a cumbersome technology still. I could maybe see this helping in that sense, like having that monitor or something that you don't have to wear these giant glasses possibly, but. There's a lot of questions attached to it. Uh... Number one, its field is like kind of limited to your ability to look around the screen. Whereas right now with VR headsets, you can do a 360 and a up and a down, right? You can do a yeah. complete, you can look around in a, a full environment and globe. Whereas this one is limited to kind of what's in front of you sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's very cool. cool. It's, and I'm glad that they're using Ghostbusters. Again, it just shows how invested Sony is with Ghostbusters that well, they're yeah, using it's, these it's, assets. It's, like Star Wars, you know. If, it uh, absolutely. There was one image in one of the stories that had an Ecto in the middle of it. And again, that may just be an extension of team working on the movie. Here are the teams working on these technologies. What kind of assets can you give them? And they said, here, you can have the car. And yeah, here, have a 3D model of the car. Everybody got the car. I'm um, desperately trying to figure out how this is supposed to go together. Where are you, on, are, are you on step three? Yeah, just trying to orient everything in my... Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm worried that brain. my table is not big enough here uh, <laughs> for, for the assembly here. So it looks like the engine itself sits... Oh, okay, so that goes over the... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Ugh, I need... Like I said, if they had said seventy-five dollars for a mini engine winch, I would, I would have went a winch. I would have went, yep, give it, give it here right now. Give yeah, it, so it's it. it's going. It looks like it's going over top of of here, right? It I mean, it makes sense because it's going. Box. Yeah, it's it's going the full body of the car here. Gearbox parts should fit neatly in a raised central area of the front middle chassis. So that gearbox goes a little something like this. Possibly there. That's where it snapped in. Hey, so anyways, to wrap up on the spatial screen, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's very expensive. Oh, is, it's very I'm expensive sure. because it's very new, and as with many very new technologies, the things they say it can be applied to are still very broad and conceptual. Uh, whereas, for example, it took the longest. You know, AR was kind of broad and exceptional. Uh, uh, you know, for the, broad for the very longest time, and then it was only in like the last, you know, five to several years where they started going. Yeah, you know what? AR would be great for walking around an airplane and showing you where parts need to go in the engine. Like they, uh, and you so know, for, and for Amazon showing you what a TV looks like in your room or something like that. Stuff um, like that, right? Like yeah. It's, uh, I mean, AR is, you know, now quite a few places. Gaming hasn't quite. Uh, 100% figured out what to do with it, other than, you know, like, Pokemon and all that, but uh, let's put it this way. Um, Brax. Hers or Brax? I who, did the Hall who did the Halloween? Yeah, Brax uh, candy. Sorry, Kurs is somebody else. But Brax, you know, did the, the Halloween candy box thing, uh, which is very cool, and made a little AR game to go uh, along with it. So, you know, AR is kind of slowly but surely hitting... And Ghostbusters lends itself so well to the AR. Even that yeah. that cool prototype uh, game that they showed off at FanFest, 
uh, not even a game, like an experience where you have the AR uh, that the ghosts are being fed into whatever the environment is that's around you. Yeah. Um, that's that's cool, and it makes a whole lot of sense that um, you, you can place people... In, uh, um, a Super Mario Kart Live. Uh, finally, they've figured out a way to uh, frighten your cats while, while you're playing video games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, it's yeah ar they're just now figuring out like applications for ar so i'm sure that they'll figure out ways to yeah. make this this spatial awareness uh the vr they, work, they've worked but, out for a long time but now it's more of a, a question of price point and you know then content fills this place like let's put it this way 3d hasn't been a problem for a long time uh you know they still selling a lot of 3d home televisions not really not really uh just because the price wasn't there and there's let's put it this way you know what? I think we just kind of cracked it a little bit. We we tripped accidentally over <laughs> the one thing. We have which a tendency is, of doing that. What? How did we do it? What did we do? Um, the biggest problem with three D televisions at home were the glasses. Yes. It was yes. at the point where you could sell people uh, televisions, large screen tele, flat screen televisions that you know that ran at uh, whatever it was, like one hundred twenty. Uh, frames per second, you know, for the frequency to do the 60, 120, what does it need? Just enough uh, frequency to, to to render, to show you double frames so you could flicker between the eyes. And, and you're not, not seeing that weird, yeah. Dimming and all that. Um, the trouble was is that I think a lot of them came with here's your two glasses, at which point a family of four went great, we need Thanks. two more glasses. Yeah. And they went well, they're two hundred dollars each, and, and then and you it get doesn't them look home. good from an angle over here. You got to be dead on with the dead TV, on, and they break, or the you know the batteries run out, or it it worked. It just wasn't a hundred percent easy for the home shopper to just adopt and run with. I put that screw in the absolutely wrong place, didn't I? Sure <laughs> did. Yeah, they, they trick you. There's two LM screws that you got to do at the top and in the middle. So I did the LMs up here and then I did the IMs down here to kind of keep stuff in place so that I could get the ones in the middle afterwards. But uh, anyways... It made sense at the time. Those, yeah. uh, spatial, those spatial TVs, the, the, the monitors are small and expensive right now. But the principle... Because the main thing... Here's the thing. Um, for the longest time, 3D was about stuff in the screen coming out at you. Which is the old SCTV joke about uh, <laughs> Dr. Tongue's... Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then when James Cameron came along with um, uh, Avatar, he was like, no, 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 no. Nothing's really going to come out you, at you all that much. What we're doing is you get to see in to the screen. With yeah, depth. you're using depth in the same way that you would be using your, your point of view, your... Your mizzen scene for all you <laughs> film students. Everybody out there's a film student, so you can Just use grown. mizzen scene at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the what are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh my god, what is it? Is that in the way? How do I get it out of there? Why can't I see it? It is a hose. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> get out of here, hose. Um. Anyways, point B. Uh, oh God. Point being that um, that's perfect for home. If they can bring the price down and if its footprint is still relatively flat, 
then yeah, a family of however can sit home, sit down. And Chris, this car is going to be ginormous. I know. Oh my god. Okay. The Sorry. One, the one trick would be is that now you're you're going to have to start filming your scenes where the director's like, perfect. What's it look like to the person two feet that away? <laughs> right? Like what? It, you know the scenes where You're it's like have a now, director running around from like here and to now there to like I'm going to show you the thing that reveals the plot of the movie and somebody two feet over goes his head's in the way I can't see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it's cool in the sense that we are finding ways to use the technology to tell the stories in, in a different in a different way and and in the in the hands of a right of the right storyteller it doesn't turn into the. John Goodman matinee, you know, like we're going to do smell a vision. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it turns into a, a more immersive experience, which will get people back into the theaters. And to me, that's really what I think would, would have some, some sort of advantage, but there's no way to do that. You can't have it tracking multiple people in an, in an audience to be in a movie theater and to have everything feel like you're, a, like you're in that, that, whatever it is, if you're in the world of Avatar, if you're in the firehouse yeah. of Ghostbusters, um, without having to put on the glasses, because that's what always drives people crazy. Oh, the glasses give me a migraine. Oh, the glasses are un uncomfortable. Oh, my glasses don't work. Oh, the the active shutter on my glasses stopped working halfway through the movie. Um, the the glasses are, are such a, a, a detriment to the 3d experience, but if they find some way to apply this to going into a movie theater and making it feel like that thing is in front of you, that's going to be the way to do it. Uh, if you that, have some sort a, of, yeah, maybe a ways off. Cause when you consider how long it took them to get from, um, you know, flat screen, true color, true black led, whatever screens to what they're using on the Mandalorian, which is right. Massive and flawless versions of it. Uh, it may take a while to, you know, do a even a small Cineplex screen version of the. Although that is the one place where the footprint doesn't matter as much. The, because um, again, I'm not 100 percent sure how the technology works, but I, I think it might require a little bit of depth to the screen in layers, so you can actually. I don't know. Yeah, read up on it a bit more. It's it's a cool technology, and if you haven't watched the video that was posted by the the Sony Electronics people, I would uh, check it out. I mean, it is a lengthy video, and it is very sort of corporate-y, like you know, it's 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 a trade show reel. So they're showing off like you know what the the advantages of this this technology are. Oh, oh I just heard something pop, and that's never a good sign. What was that? Maybe it's okay. Um, big, big air air uh, uh, well, pipe. It's not pipe. I have it on its side to put these EM screws on the bottom. It, oh it's the same. God. It's the same problem that they have, you know, where you got to put the stuff on the top and then you got to put it back on the engine block. And I just don't have anything to prop it on. Oh, this is to do uh, that. Um, uh, all right. Anywho. Yeah, it is getting huge. If people can see by my meaty paws as a <laughs> frame of reference. I mean, maybe it's good that we're now getting into the video element of this. If you go to our YouTube channel, if you're listening to the audio podcast and you go to our YouTube channel, you can see the split screen here where Chris and I have our top-down cameras uh, working on on this. And uh, maybe now to give you a sense of the scope and the size of this thing, uh, that's uh, maybe it's a good thing we have video now. <laughs> Just to, like, now you know what we're talking about. Um, 
So I don't think that goes there. Oops, I am an idiot. Yep. Come on out, screw. Maybe, possibly. Screw, hello. Hello, hello. Bueller, <coughs> Bueller. Oh no, all right. I got a screw stuck because I put it in the wrong place. I was trying to talk and do things at the same time. And we know that I can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. Well, that's gonna fall out at some point. Don't worry about it. Um, okay, so. You know, if we had gotten these much earlier, we could have cleaned up sourcing um, light. So it doesn't cost a lot to ship. Um, could be foldable cardboard too that the person puts together. But uh, styrofoam forms that allow you to at different stages, rest <laughs> the pieces just to on pressure points up. Yeah. that aren't. I mean, to your point, I wish that we had like a mini, this is where you need like the, the car lift that you would have in a garage to be right? just lifting this piece up and getting underneath it. And uh, it, it is just like jacks. building a real car. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's see what else is happening in the world of pop culture. I mean, uh, uh, Borat subsequent film is lighting up the world uh, right now. Uh, Doesn't matter. Have you seen Ted Lasso yet? I have not seen Ted. So here's the thing with Ted it Lasso. Is, it is the balm for the soul that we need right I, now. And and I am I am the biggest Jason Sudeikis fan. Yes, even though he punched Baby Yoda, I love Jason Sudeikis. Um, I I need so on the rocks just hit on the twenty third. So now I have lined up. I have the Beastie Boys documentary on the mm -hmm. rocks. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso. Like I have all of my Apple TV Plus stuff lined up that I need to watch. Um, you don't have to do it in order. The Beastie Boys will still be there. Well, I, I'm trying to str like strategically go in for that seven day free trial and just like knock uh, everything out at once. Um, just try to get it all out and. Um, and go oh, and Greyhound, yeah. That's everybody says Greyhound is is excellent. So, um, well, whatever you do, whenever you do it, do not miss Ted Lasso. It is, yeah. And and everybody everybody's speaking so high, and it just got picked up for a third season, which is excellent news. Um, which is crazy because the second one hasn't even dropped yet. So, I am just hitting this thing is so big. I just hit my B camera with it because I can't. <laughs> uh, I can't figure out the best way to do this. Um, but yeah, Ted, Ted Lasso, uh, we, we've been catching up, um, you know, because you've got, uh, obviously, Mandalorian starts, uh, well, this, this week as we're taping this. It'll have started. It'll have already started by the time people see this. Uh, and Star Trek Discovery is two weeks in, so we had to um, re-watch the end of, of the second season just to remind ourselves uh, where things were at and that. It's like there's so much good stuff right now, which is good. Because we're getting into the fall and winter time, and everybody should be staying indoors at the moment. So, uh, f f my God, we all need stuff to watch. There's plenty of things for us to watch out there now. Mm -hmm. um, this is insane, Chris. All right, just put that down. I I don't I I have a, a cooler that I take to the beach that's smaller than this. Um, e M. Ah, okay, we gotta connect yep. these oil pipes here. Connecting the pipes. Laying pipe. That's not what that song was about. Whoa. 
pro tip. No. Kids. No. Uh, was working hard <laughs> to satisfy his woman, but it wasn't about bringing home a paycheck. All right, so this is going to go... Dirty rock and roll songs, as interpreted by Chris Stewart. Okay, it's going to go from the from the speaker. I keep using the speaker as my landmark now. Thanks for that. Um, it's going to go from the speaker. Oh, no, it's on the other side. For the love of everything holy, I wish I had a way to prop this up. Let's see. All right, so it's going to go. Can you guys see that on the camera there? Okay, great. Um, all right, so we're going to be uh, laying, laying this town. Is that where you're at? Are you doing the first pipe or are you on the second pipe already? First pipe. Just finishing okay. it now. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been it's been a little quiet, which is kind of funny because it it's Halloween week as we record this. Um, and mm -hmm. I know that our neighborhood uh, surprised all the kids. The Great Pumpkin went around uh, on a, a flatbed trailer um, a couple days ago. And Ooh. You know, because none of the kids can go trick-or-treating, so the Great Pumpkin came around uh, with treat bags for everybody, and it was the coolest thing. I was so glad that our neighborhood did that. Yeah. We um, will still have a little bit of They haven't shut us down for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a strange... It's such a strange time of year. I just, I don't... I feel like right after Halloween, we're going to put up our Christmas decorations. Like, that's just the way that this is going to go. Um, all right, so this is what I had trouble with last time, was getting the hoses to fit onto the pegs that they give you now. Well, remember the thing I like to do, which is take the end of the tweezers. And just stretch drop the, it open a little bit. Yeah, get a bit of a stretch. Oh, uh, speaking of Apple TV, new uh, Charlie Borman, Ewan McGregor motorcycle track. Oh, yeah. How is that? Have you watched Excellent. any of that? Um, they're going from the Basically, tip of South or of Central America up. Is that what they're doing? Oh, no. South America. Oh, so the, they are the in tip South of America. South America. Like, whatever. Is it Argentina at the north, the the southernmost point before you? Uh, yeah, and then yeah, so then they're going all the way through. I see. For whatever reason, I thought they were in Central America doing like the the Latin America, Guatemala. Like, no, um, no, I don't think they picked Guatemala, but Argentina, Chile, all that uh, on electric Harleys, which is interesting. Yeah how how does that work? The first uh, charging station was uh, yeah. Well. What happened was, is, you know what, if you're an, uh, an electric uh, tech head. This is, uh, this angle is just getting nothing but my terrible hairline. I, I, why are we doing this on video? Um, <laughs> uh, if you're an, like an electric power tech head, it's very cool to see, because the Harley bikes, I don't even know if they're out now yet, but uh, they got two new off the production line uh, ones, and then Harley custom them up a bit for them. And then a company, so, you know, for all the hullabaloo about the, you know, Elon Musk Cybertruck, there was a company uh, that was skipping the car market and went right to cars, or to trucks, rather. Uh, Rivian, I think they call themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Riv and Riven, or, yeah. Riven, and they... 
they hadn't even reached production stage yet. They were still building their factories. Uh, but they put two together for them. Basically bespoke uh, four-wheel drive uh, adventure machines. Um, well, I guess not drive, not four-wheel drive. Uh, I think all electric vehicles are four-wheel drive, aren't they? I can't remember. Maybe not. Maybe they don't have to be necessarily. But anyways, um, those guys... So the first handful of episodes is really about them underestimating <laughs> what it takes to travel long distances with an electric sure. vehicle, even yeah. if it's, you know, the way things are now. Um, and it didn't help that they went down and started when things were getting cold on the, or were still cold in the Southern uh, tip of, um, the continent there. And, and then they ended up like going up mountains where, you know, it wasn't terribly snowy, but it was freezing. And it's like, you know, guess what batteries don't like, um, right. cold. Uh, have, you, have you ever taken your phone uh, skiing with you or snowboarding and it just dies because hey. the lithium ion is frozen? <laughs> like, so they uh, they had a lot of real trouble with that. But interestingly enough, like uh, Riven uh, as a company went ahead of them and negotiated deals with places along the route to install uh, charge stations. Well, that's good to also get the charge stations and the infrastructure in for these. Yeah got to start Why somewhere not? right yeah. so it's funny how it's funny that their show may have actually uh kickstarted a chunk of this uh but then yeah i mean it's really amazing and then it's a lot of them plotting how they're going to get to places if they got enough charge getting real excited when they get to the other side of a mountain because they get to ride down and the, the things uh, uh they charge on their own when they're when you're on downhills and stuff like that they pick up some of their charge back uh, Riven uh, and Harley Davidson uh, conferred and, you know, about halfway through, by my estimate, uh, informed the guys to do X, Y, and Z, and then they could charge off the trucks while the trucks were charging mm, at certain points. Yeah, like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Things like that, right? Really, really kind of cool. Um, Plus, I really like just the travel the travel shows that they did, oh, those other I, ones. Yeah, and it's, and it's Ewan McGregor who is just sort of like, you know, the... Scottish uh, oh doesn't God, care. Done. I've done it. Had a try. <laughs> These stupid hoses. Uh, um, yeah, Ewan McGregor's great. Charlie Borman's pretty hilarious too. Lots of interesting stuff there because the stuff that we find out um, at the beginning of the show. Uh, Charlie Borman was in uh, not one but two different accidents that really messed up his leg. Oh, you're kidding! I didn't know that. So he's back on a bike, but there's a lot of like he doesn't have the stamina for like wow. those washboard roads where you have to stand up for long periods. Right. And all that. Like he just. So on the one hand, it's like it's a show about the future. It's also watching a couple of my travel show heroes uh, be old. <laughs> like it's like oh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, that one is good. I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep saying it. Ted Lasso is really great. Like it is just. Well, I feel like there, there are a lot of those shows that we need right now. Let's see. I mean, at its basic, it's about, a, you know, British people kind of have a cynical sense of humor and a cynical take on the world a lot of the times. So this is about, you know, the plucky American optimist that like kind of breaks that down while at the same time, He's never resorts to weird cliches. He never, he's never, they joke about him being square, but he's never 100% a square. Um, yeah. Like, 
Uh, and of course, right now, you know, uh, uh, falling in love with an American, you know, fish out of water uh, character is uh, <laughs> not a very difficult. Uh, a rarity. Um, yeah. You know, we don't need Jack Reacher right now. We need Ted Lasso. So. Yes, please. And then I just didn't realize how many people in British, like, um, uh, television, again, it's always fun watching these shows and then realize, hey, it's so-and-so from such-and-such. Hey, it's so-and-so from such-and-such. Um, wow, this and they're, is... they're half-hour shows? They're... Yeah, 23, 24 minutes each one. It's real, it's real easy to, to blow through it. Marie and I went through it in, like, three evenings or something like that uh, and didn't take up the whole evening either. It was just a chunk of time that we had to watch stuff. You know what? I'm going to yeah. look at the back of the magazine see what we got here. Yeah, oh. yeah. Tell me tell me what's in the back of this one. While I I'm gotta, you want to see what came through. in the mail for me, though? Yes. What do you got? Ooh. And my... Uh, huh. Keep on busting. Finally, uh, finally came with a nice little card. Where where did those come from? Uh, Wizard World. Interesting. Oh, those, because you didn't end up getting thing. your exactly your they, full uh, uh, spiel. Full. They you contacted were me probably about three weeks ago, maybe a month, and confirmed my address and sent me the things wow. with a nice little, nice little. Hang on, let me see if I can find it here. With a nice little. Um, I'll angle it. Can you see it? Oh, that's cool. That looks like the uh, the fluff, the marshmallow fluff that I saw Jason on Ghostbusters News yeah. uh, was eating. So a little card from Wizard World saying, you know, hey, uh, sorry you didn't get X, what Y, and Z. What did it say here? Hi, Chris. Thank you for your patience while we got the autograph for you. autographs for you. Hope you're staying safe and healthy. Best, uh, Marisa. Marisa. Help me. New, yes. new oh, person. No, she's, I was like, that name is familiar. And I was wondering if she was the one that the Yes Have Some crew had talked to. I, I don't know about that. It's, mm. I'm 100% sure she's the the woman that replied to my email when I first read this. I was going to say, my, yeah, uh, the, the Yes Have Some uh, interview was with somebody. Yeah. Laney? Laney. Laney. Is that's that right. It. So yeah. uh, Marisa is, was, has, she's been taking care of me the entire time. Uh, it does not change the reality of the event but it was very nice that i finally got my uh <laughs> i'm joking though that i now have a, a signed paul feig photo i have the selfie i took with him at man's chinese theater or whatever the chinese theater is called i keep calling it man's because i'm old yeah um, Grauman's chinese yeah uh Grauman's chinese theater uh and then um the call sheet uh that i believe mr Cronin, Bob Cronin, uh, got me from uh, Answer the Call, and as Mr. Feig was running by, I ran up and asked him to sign it. So I'm like... Um, <laughs> you have a lot of Feig uh, uh, I'm a, I'm autographs. A, I'm, a, I'm a tie clip and some votive candles away from a Paul Feig shrine here in my basement. <laughs> uh, you need a heavyweights uh, autograph now. That's, yes. what's, that's what's missing. Let's see um, here. Uh, Winston's World, so an Ernie Hudson interview. Winston's World. Winston's oh, that's cool. cool. I'd watch that. There's there's your spinoff show. Yeah. Oh my god. A uh, yeah a, a, a total uh, what do they call them? Is it three camera sitcoms? 
classic yeah, sitcom. Yeah, uh, three, three camera sitcom, Winston's World. Winston's World. Uh, Ernie Hudson and his family live in, I don't know, somewhere, Staten Island, something like that. You know, what's, <laughs> what's drivable uh, for yeah, when he's on call uh, in the city? I could see him being in. I could see him being in like upstate somewhere. Upstate, like he's yeah. He's got like a nice little like uh, acre acre uh, home that he. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a little bit of a yeah. He's got a barn and a workshop. See, he doesn't he doesn't farm anything, but he's he's no, got you yeah. know he's got metalworking tools and. Uh, the library ghost. That was actually the coolest thing about. Have you, over now. Did you? You probably haven't watched the uh, Ashley Burton. I have not. Video? No, no, no. I'll tell you right now. Um, if you go and you say skip through her opener, where she mostly talks about uh, she hasn't seen it and what people said about it going in, and then afterwards, where she kind of gives it a review, you can really kind of watch. She jump cuts through the the movie, so you can probably do it in like ten minutes. Well, that's good. And it was very satisfying uh, to see her still react to the library ghost. So she, she still jumps. It's still a startle for her. Startle, or? yeah. I don't think it was the biggest startle ever. Um, it was funny that she <laughs> immediately identified uh, Bankman as being sketchy in his uh, interactions with the student, <laughs> but then promptly went on to one hundred percent love him just for his uh, his one liners. Like this, I mean, that's uh, he. Bankman is one of those characters where he is a flawed protagonist, and but the yeah. best protagonists are flawed, and you got to see through it. Han Solo shooting poor Greedo in a bar, and oh wow, we're gonna okay. Sorry, I skipped to the end here. Library Ghost. Oh, this is really cool. All about Ernie and Winston. Yeah, oh, this is great. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stuff read can, this off camera. I can get away with. Um, audio. I just hear it on the other one. It's yeah, exactly. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You too. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. everything so uh yeah i mean what uh what do you got in terms of, of final thoughts for this week chris uh we've successful test finally with the video i'm feeling pretty good about that um yeah. so if if you're listening to this on our our usual audio podcast feed please uh check out the crossrip youtube channel we've got a great split screen where you can watch uh top down uh chris and i working on on our uh, kits here but what, uh, what do you got in terms of uh, final thoughts? Still some fine tuning to go here. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of empty. I have hoses that are still hanging off, and I think maybe it's stuff that popped off. But no, there were some uh, in previous steps hoses that were not complete yet. There they did were, not have a, right? Yeah. They did okay. not have a terminating point. Plus, there's one that I'm looking at that I know is hanging loose because the stupid peg 
fell off, and now I got to go back and try and figure out where the heck it was. Figure out which one that was. Yeah. Got to glue it on. Um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, don't really it, have a lot of final thoughts. I hope people like the WGBI. Um, they did. I mean, the, based on the feedback we got on social media, um, and I noticed that I you know a lot it. of people do mention just, that that's what they look forward to every year is that that WGBI. Because I seems like I never hear about it, so I'm glad no, people are yeah, enjoying our, it. Our Twitter account uh, on on the Facebooks, uh, we got a couple of good comments about the WGBI as well. Um, yeah. Uh, for for those of you that are watching the YouTube feed, if you go to our podcast, you have to subscribe to our podcast to get the WGBI stuff because of copyright law. Um, uh, yeah, we could load it up on YouTube and it would be nothing but like broken it will be silence. Gone. For... Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, there's there's fun rarities in there. You did a, a like I said, you had a fire starter theme that I thought was very funny, um, and uh, and and some some voices at the beginning too. Were those all you? Did you just pitch your own voice? Nope. No. I was, was going to a... say, because a few people sounded familiar, and I was like, that's not Chris. I don't think that that's is... Chris. No, that is a terrifying look into the future. That was um, one of several companies around the world doing uh, uh, deep fake voices. Uh... You can go to their website and test it by typing in text, and they had like five or six... Uh, I guess this one I used was an Australian company, and they had a handful of, of notables, uh, sportscasters, and and all that in Australia. And yeah, I plugged it in, and if you listen to it now with me having said it, you'll probably notice some vague roboticism inflections. Well, it, it sounded like you, but then in some instances it didn't sound like you, and I was like, well, did he reach out to like? I thought maybe Paul Gannon maybe might have done one because there's kind of like a no, British sounding. It yeah. was a dumb idea I had at the exact last <laughs> minute, like as I was putting the last. Because what I tend to do is I have an idea, I think about it all year round, and if I have an idea for like a song and stuff, I kind of start stitching it together, and then I have to stitch those together. And I was heading in one direction, and then went entirely in another, like in the last couple of days, and I ended up, uh, yeah, there was no real time to, uh, you know, to get other people in on the act sort of thing so yeah i just went i knew they were out there and i went and tried one and man that's where that's where computer voices has gotten to and that was just the quick and dirty one that they were <laughs> that's learning really scary through that's the really website. scary um I, I think i said it before if you go listen to Twenty Thousand hertz podcast uh about a month ago they had an episode where he wanted to talk about deep face uh, deep fake uh audio voices found a company and this is how i found out with all, they, all of them uh, this one the one that he talked about didn't have that one had an online thing where you could start reading in your own because that's what it does is you read off samples of text and then it starts pulling out the phonemes and then handing it into the deep fake to learn so if you say a phoneme several different times it starts to learn how you say a particular phoneme mm. and then and then you can start typing in text and then it knows what phonemes it needs to stitch together how to get a wow a thing weird and they in order to do that episode he opened with his opening monologue and about three paragraphs in or something you start going what is going on here at which point he breaks in and interrupts himself and goes, what's going on here? And has a conversation with himself. Because what we've been listening to is they oh. let him do the full package, generated a voice package for him. He plugged in his script lines. It spat it out and he cut it into his episode. Uh. So throughout, throughout the whole episode, he's talking with his computer self. It's 
and once you know but this is it, this is how you have like your, your the actors come back from the yeah. dead you have your oh no this is this is how this is how civilization falls this is what but, really the, what yeah this is about. how you have incriminating audio of somebody saying something that they didn't mean and you go yeah yeah because he talks about that yeah. he talked about like they had a bit with uh uh bush jr president bush uh and it was very obviously goofy. What I can't remember exactly what he was talking about, but it was very over the top goofy. So that and he and and then he still made the point of saying that was not the real president. And he pointed out that <laughs> this is the kind of thing that can get you know is going to cause yeah. a real problem yeah. down the line. Yeah, I mean, um, on the one hand, I love the idea that um, you know this is what's going to let like this is what in fifteen years time will let us do a ghost. You know. Ghostbusters six by that point, where they do flashbacks to the original team with all and, the yeah young and, uh, 1987, and deep, deep 88, fakes, 89 ish yeah fakes will handle the the how the guys look and how the guys sound like it's just you're just gonna be able to just fan cast whatever movies like oh I'm gonna have uh, Burt Reynolds, Harrison Ford, and Bill yeah. Murray in a movie together, and uh, Paul Newman's going to guest star. Did you see like, the, right, the clip yeah. I posted online? So there's, I forget the name of the app, but theirs is very rigid in that you talk into it, you do a selfie video, then you pick the celebrity, it feeds your clip over to their servers where they have all the AI templates for different celebrities, maps it back over years and spits it back to you. So I actually filmed uh, Ernie Hudson doing the hiring scene, like with my phone, looking at my laptop, fed yeah. that into the app, and it beautifully mapped uh, um, Eddie Murphy on top of it. And like I said, here we are talking about voice. If I had a way to get uh, an Ernie Hudson AI voice, I could plug in the lines and just copy them over. And have... And suddenly it's a scene wow. of Janine interviewing uh, Eddie Murphy to, for the role of Winston. It's That's both like, cool and extremely scary. I know, right? It, yeah, it, it, I instantly can't. you go, that is the coolest thing ever. And then you start thinking of the implication. You go, this is Whoa. not good yeah. at all. Wait a minute. No. Um, anyway, maybe that's my um, final thought, kids. There's yeah. cool stuff coming, and the, it has a dark side uh, that's the, not going to be great. <laughs> yeah, que Socrates, question everything here. Um, but Civilization uh, is built on trust, and we're already halfway through what's a lie, what's a truth, and once we add in that last layer, I don't know if Civilization will... We may have to just no. go, well, it's back to churning butter the hard way. <laughs> like, I don't no. know. Oh no! Well, That's my that final note, thought. Turning <laughs> butter the hard way. Welcome to the downfall of civilization podcast. Uh, We're going to go another hour here talking about just how terrible I'll things. I'll tell have you gotten. right now. I've written them angry letters. They have not responded to me. But if I can get that app to do a, a Werner Herzog uh, a face map, you are cowards. I'm, I'm paying the monthly fee. You are all cowards. Uh, all right. Well, please go if. Yeah, sub subscribe to both YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, sub subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast so that you can get uh, the the WGBI uh, uh, mix that we have been talking about. And um, yeah, until next time, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, ghostbustershq.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite
shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.